Welcome to Discover the Vocation. I'm your host, Father Danny Santos. Great joy to be with you. Happy Easter as we celebrate the joy of the resurrection of our Lord. Um, today's episode, I have Jeremy Chisholm. Jeremy Chisholm is currently a pre-theology seminarian studying for the Diocese of London at St. Peter's Seminary. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me, Father Danny. That's great. Um, the time we're recording this, uh, it'll be out uh, later this uh, this month, the first of the month, Monday of the month, as usual. Uh, you're just going to be about finishing exams, is that correct? You're just kind of wrapping up your exams right now. Yeah, just wrapping up. Yeah. How how's yeah. your how's your experience with that? Because this is sort of your first year of uh, of seminary exams. Yeah, uh, it's it's been good. I I had some time to study. Our exams are at the last uh, last week of April, so we had two weeks off to study. So, but uh, they're going well. So I'm happy to finish up this year. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Jeremy, if you don't mind sharing with some of our viewers or listeners today, um, they might not know too much about you, or they might have seen you on the poster and been praying for you, but they want to know a little bit about, you know, your life, where you grew up. So, where did you grow up? What was your family life like? What was your background like in terms of your faith? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, again, so I'm Jeremy Chisholm. Um, I'm originally from Seaforth, Ontario, which is uh, near Lake Huron. Um, we moved to, my mom and I moved to London just last year, um, so I'm getting to know the area in London, but... Uh, Grew up in this small town in Seaforth, uh, and during that time, um, I was altar server, um, so really uh, got to know my parish priest, Father Chris Gillespie, great guy, um, and so yeah, so I was there in Seaforth um, growing up and went to uh, St. Anne's in Clinton for high school, and uh, some of my hobbies I was doing uh, during the time was playing tennis, soccer in the summertime, um, playing hockey in the winter. And uh, my parents, uh, my mom was a dietitian in Godridge. My dad was a principal um, in, in Clinton uh, with the elementary school there. And so, yeah, I was always uh, involved in my faith. Uh, like, like I said, I was altar server, um, very close to the Lord. And uh, yeah, so that's a bit about me just growing up. And then after high school, I went to university in Toronto, uh, in Toronto. So I went to Ryerson University and Guelph Humber, which is a, a dual college slash university. And I took, I graduated with two degrees, one in kinesiology and one in public health. Wow. So what, what led you to kind of change your view? Because like from kinesiology to priesthood, that's a little bit of a 180 for, uh, for someone who just finished uh, your, 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 your degree. So um, what kind of led you to sort of discern the priesthood, at least right now? Yeah, so um, I think, uh, I think it started as I was young, just being close to my parish priest, seeing Father Chris being such a, a nice, relatable guy that, um, you know, with the people, was close to the people, also was able to uh, do some of his hobbies. He was a huge, uh, he's a huge uh, marathoner, so, um, and now he's uh, actually doing an Ironman, so I kind of seen like him, um, how he lived his life, and so it, it just had that, I had that in my head. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe priesthood at that time, but as I grew up, I kind of just forgot about that, right? Because I love the sciences and pursued that. So what ended up happening was um, when I was in, actually in my second degree in public health, uh, I met another priest who, who, uh, who previously had a kinesiology degree. And, um, and he was talking about, uh, he was in a relationship at the time, just like I was, and said how he was it was really difficult to discern the priesthood being in a relationship and he started praying about it and decided to go to seminary um as well i met another priest in my public health degree who was a tennis player and so i started playing tennis with him and said you know you know i kind of thought about priesthood. he's like you know what like 
it's it's never it's not uh it's never it's never too late to go try right and so some of those uh experiences just meeting other priests who had similar experiences to me um really motivated me to to apply and also i felt this calling within um throughout the years just seeing how the god how god was like really showing me that you know you don't have to give up tennis you don't have to give up your sciences you can use that um as a priest right or you know use it uh use your skills and your gifts and so um yeah so then i end up applying and and uh being accepted has been a great joy of mine and feeling at peace uh as a seminary right now and so that's a little bit about my story yeah how i got to st peter's seminary awesome awesome so you're of course concluding your first year at the seminary um for anyone who's who's kind of listening or watching um what were kind of your sort of fears or hesitations and was your fears and hesitations, was it kind of confirmed or when you went to the seminary, was it kind of like, well, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be or, or was it worse? No, no, no. So I, I, what, I think one of my fears was uh, being cut off from like the whole world, like kind of like, out, like you got to stay at seminary and you're just like there at the building and only on the grounds, but it's not really like that at all. Like you do, you have the opportunity after classes, after, after dinner time and prayer to like, you know, go out with the guys to get something to eat or drink. Um, my mom lived in London, like I said, so I can go see her. Um, and so it's like, they want you to actually be involved with, uh, with those, of uh, with events or with other people outside of seminary. So, um, so it's not, yeah, that was like one of my misconceptions. Uh, so something like that. And also like guys, I thought were going to be like, very, like, uh, very pious, like, okay, you know, like, uh, praying all the time and that we're like, we're having fun. We're, we're enjoying like, you know, fraternity with a group of guys and there's time to pray together. There's time to have fun together, watch movies and play sports. So some of those things were my misconceptions and like, they were totally off. Right. So, yeah. 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 I, and I think that was my misconception too. I thought when I was going to the seminary that like, it's, almost a small prison it's like you're going there to study to be a priest and all you're gonna do is pray and what's funny is when i come home my mom's friends would be curious about like what's your son studying oh he's studying to be a priest but when he comes home does he does he pray does he does does he pray 100 like all days she's like no he watches tv he's like he can watch tv like there's like there's like so many things that people assume but in fact it, it's it's uh, it's not that you know we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. So we get to en to enjoy the, the gifts of the yep. world, but also to to make sure there's a balance there. And I think that's important. Correct. Yeah. yeah. How did you find your prayer life when you came to the seminary? Did you find that you kind of grew a, a little bit this year in terms of growing and to know the Lord a little bit more and, and know your own vocation? Yeah, yeah. Prayer life has definitely uh, increased. Um, definitely um, one thing that I didn't have the experience before coming center was liturgy of the hours. Um, so being able to uh, to start the day off with uh, reading the liturgy hours has really, yeah. you know, put my put my day forward to living with God and with Christ. Yeah. And also, I loved uh, the opportunity to even pray liturgy hours with the other guys in the evening too. So, um, I found that like my faith grew um, as seeing other guys pray in the chapel. Uh, so then I, I, you know, like things like that, you kind of grow with these, with everyone, everyone's at their different levels, but you see, you see other guys praying at certain times. You're like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do the liturgy hours with them. And so, um, specifically that, yeah. And getting more comfortable with, um, those type of prayers definitely were, um, a big change and, yeah. and yeah, it's for, great. For those who are watching or listening and don't know, they've heard of this word, the liturgy of the hours, or they might've never heard it. What would be kind of the simple way to describe it? What is, what is the liturgy of the hours? Yeah, simply put is, um, 
there's as a priest there's I, I believe there's five times that you you pray during the day and so you have this book that has these prayers of um of these prayers of the the readings of the there's readings in there um and you just go through it like uh so there's a morning there's a afternoon three times in the afternoon and one at evening and so it's just like all these prayers that you go through um I don't, I don't know how else would you describe it for well, the day. Well, well, it's it's beautiful because it, it's we pray the psalms, so we pray the, the same prayers that Jesus would have prayed in in the in the synagogues and in the temple, um, but also um, it's a it's a prayer of unity. So when we pray it, like in the morning, the Holy Father's praying it in the evening, and we're all praying the same prayer together. So it's it's like the church is constantly in prayer, which is beautiful. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and, and the beauty of the Liturgy of the Hours, I think Vatican II has really emphasized that the, it's not just for the priests, it's for the laity, but as priests, we have a special responsibility to pray for the world and pray for the church with the Liturgy of the Hours. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very important promise we make to our bishop and to our brother priests and to the, to, to the church as a whole, that we're going to pray faithfully as, yeah, as, as best be. we can. Yeah. You, you talked a little bit about balance, so and you said sports. Um, from your experience in seminary, is there any sports the guys have been really into? I know with COVID, it's kind of been a little challenge, but some of the guys have been playing badminton. Like, what, what do you what do you prefer to do when it's time to play sports or, or to do any sort of exercise or activity? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so with um, badminton, of course, badminton, but there's like a group of guys that are really good, so I'll just join every so often. But my 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 sport of choice is actually uh, the gym, working out, resistance training. Uh, there's a group of us guys that are out there uh, lifting weights, um, trying to get, uh, you know, get bigger, build some muscles. So that's like my, my choice uh, because, of course, kinesiology was uh, based around resistance training. So um, working on that. And then also on the side, like I would go to the university tennis center to play tennis. So I, I met a group of guys there playing tennis. I would set up tennis matches. And so, um, yeah, those two sports are, uh, are, are great, uh, great to play. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think it's important, and no matter what light for vocation we have, we have to have those moments of, of fun and, and enjoyment and balance as well. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges some young men have, Jeremy, when they when they discern the priesthood? Is they're kind of worried about like, how do I know if this is for me? Um, from your time in the seminary, I, I know you can't say for sure because you just started, but yeah. do you find the seminaries kind of helped you sort of to kind of make that sort of discernment a little more concrete now, like to make it a little more, now I'm taking this more seriously than just if I was doing this on my own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it's just being in the environment, uh, being there present because when you're out and about, like before I get distracted, okay, I got to do these things and other stuff. Right. And they have a, they have a concrete schedule of, of prayer of prayer together, but also silent prayer. And I found that like having that silent prayer and being focused in the chapel, there's, we have two chapels there at seminary that I'm able to like focus in like, Lord, is this where you're calling me? And, and honestly, like I'm able to see, I don't even know if it's a C, it's a C moment, but it's actually within that I have this like peace that like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I wouldn't be able to know that if I was outside of the seminary. So it actually like put me into a more um, uh, a great environment to be able to pray more, to be closer to God and, and build that relationship. Great. Great. Um, before we wrap up, um, just going to ask you, um, cause I know you're busy. You're, you're getting ready for your exams. You're getting ready for the, re the end of the, your year at the seminary. There might be some young men or women even listening. Um, what advice would you give, especially to a young man, maybe who's discerning the priest or is kind of was in the same boat as you are. What kind of advice would you give that can kind of help them 
take the next step, if you will. Like what what would what would you say to yourself if you were kind of still thinking about the priesthood and you're still not quite there at the seminary? Yeah, um, definitely. I would say the first step is a spiritual director. Um, I never had a spiritual director until uh, actually like almost a year before seminary. So that's what really put uh, put my thoughts. Like I can explain that to someone and and be like, okay, where where are we at? Um, so spiritual director definitely. And um, second, just uh, trusting the Lord. He, he will guide you to, to your vocation. And if it is priesthood, um, trust in the Lord. Even if you see all these external things, the Lord will put into place where you're, you're supposed, if you're supposed to be at seminary, he'll put it in a place that you'll get there. Um, don't, yeah. So looking at the Lord, keep your eyes fixed on him. He'll, he'll make you, he'll help you get to um, seminary if that's where you're supposed to be um and and things will be put in place um i think those are two big things just to trust the lord and the spiritual director mm -hmm. amen amen well jeremy thank you so much for for being with us this uh in this episode um taking time out of your busy schedule as a seminarian to come and and and, and share with us a little bit about your light and a little bit about your discernment and your vocation so far um, my hope is one day by the grace of god of course and the bishop's approval you'll be able to celebrate mass i'll be able to call you father jeremy chisholm and be able to join you for your first mass which will hopefully be, uh, you know, as exciting as your tennis matches. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, no, <laughs> it'll probably even be more exciting. Yeah, probably more exciting because, yeah, you, you make Christ present in the Eucharist. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm your host, Father Dane. It's a great joy to be with you. We'll join you next month for another episode of Discover the Vocation. Same vocations time, same vocations channel. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.